those who don't know, the Free State Project is a movement of voluntary human action where we are trying to concentrate libertarians in the state of New Hampshire. We've got done uh, more in the last decade than every other libertarian movement combined has accomplished in the last five decades. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, libertarians, anarchists, movers, natives, and those on your way, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Free State Live, where you get to hear about all the different ways you can live free and thrive in the free state of New Hampshire. First and foremost, it's time to welcome everyone back. I'm Justin O'Donnell, former libertarian candidate for the U.S. Senate and author of Live Free and Thrive, 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire. And joining me tonight, as always, we have... Everyone's favorite family man and internet Denzian, Kevin from the internet. How's it going, Kevin? I am certainly uh, uh, from the internet. <laughs> All too true. All too true. And yes. Beck, good to be back here. It's always good to be back. I know we took a break last week, but we are back. And back again, we have Tall Bill, the underminer of dreams. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> I. I am uh, taking a leaf out of Carla's book. I'm, I'm drinking, uh, well, I guess Carla doesn't drink these, but I got a Heineken Zero for, oh, for the non-alcoholic. Is that uh, like alcohol without the flavor that makes alcohol good? It's beer without the alcohol. So it's beer that's still fairly beery. It's not the beeriest beer that I've had, uh, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, now that dude, that's like, you could drink like a thousand of these and not have as much alcohol as in that. All right. Well, we do have a fun show tonight. Uh, interesting guest lined up uh, to bring everybody to talk about another highlight of a local activist and local activism and living the dream of liberty in New Hampshire. Uh, we have Seacoaster, Mover, our good friend, and now leadership in the Libertarian Party because he must not like himself all that much. Robley, how are you doing, Robley? Good, I believe. That's why, uh, that's why I'm doing all those things. Uh, yeah. Great to be here. That's a nice mug. It is so, a cool mug. We didn't get any mugs this year. I no, know. I have mine. Well, mini oh, posters. Right. Yeah. We got postcards. Postcards. That's, oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. So, Robley, why, why don't you fill us in, introduce yourself to everybody watching and joining us from home? What? What's your backstory? How did you end up here in New Hampshire and when you left and then came back? And like, right. what's your story and what got you so dedicated and involved in the liberty movement since you've been here? Well, um, my family's from New Hampshire um, going back a very long time. Um, I moved to New Hampshire personally in 2003 and was here um, just as the Free State Project was starting up signed up for that. So I was an early signer um, for the Free State Project. And I was raising uh, two kids and so was pretty low key for most of my time here. I did run uh, for city council in Portsmouth in 2008 as a Ron Paul candidate. And uh, being Portsmouth, that went nowhere, of course. So, <laughs> um, as to be and expected. as it was expected, but uh, someone needed to be on the ticket just to keep them honest. So um, I uh, ended up moving away for a short period of time to North Carolina, just as COVID was hitting, uh, which was uh, tremendous timing. I didn't like North Carolina much uh, anyway, and I especially didn't like it uh, with all that going on. 
so it's a rough time to explore a new place. <laughs> it is a rough time. Um, so, you know, long story short, I came back to New Hampshire about 18 months ago uh, in uh, August. And I was pretty upset about everything that had happened with COVID. Um, I thought uh, this was too far for the government to go. It actually shocked me how compliant everyone was and kind of out of self-defense. I thought I needed to get more heavily involved uh, in politics and government and activism and just try to persuade people that what had happened was wrong. Uh, it shouldn't be allowed to happen again. And uh, to also try to make whatever changes we can make in government to prevent that. And of course, New Hampshire is a great place to do that for all the reasons that the Free State Project has uh, uh, picked New Hampshire as a libertarian homeland. So that's a nutshell. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking is I know you from so many events and so many things like around the Free State Project, but not necessarily from anything that's political, government oriented or doing anything along those lines. And I think that's a perfect spot where the Free State Project lies is this blending of like political activism and community stuff that's going on at the same time. Um, just a good crossover like where I don't really touch a lot of the political stuff. I don't have time to make it out to a lot of the protests on a Wednesday or something or testify for the bills. Um, but it's awesome to see people that are crossing over and doing both of those things. Just something. I think it's I a good I, thing to get people out. Yeah. Just to get people out and be encouraging everybody else. You know, it's, it, it can feel lonely when you're trying to do activism and, and if you can encourage people to come out and support them, um, I think it, it, it will bring in more of the people who are a little less inclined, maybe shy, maybe more introverted, um, you know, just get them involved, give them support and show them that it can be done and, and just encourage people to get involved. Well, you, you've gotten involved in a whole lot of stuff. I'll flash some things up right before the show. Dennis Pratt in the chat always has great questions. Ended up just hitting <laughs> us with a laundry list of things he wanted us to ask you about, and we'll get to some of them for absolutely we will. Uh, but, like, what is it that, like, drove you to get so involved and take on so much? From uh, Now you're in leadership in the Libertarian Party, not just here in New Hampshire, but on the National Caucus, but you're also helping run hubs at Porkfest uh, this coming year and, like, also homesteading all at the same time like where do you even find the time yeah <laughs> uh, it, it's uh it's a balance you know it, it's it's difficult um but what led me to do this is like i was saying before i'm really concerned about what happened with covid um i want to make sure it never happens again i don't mind people you know no objection to people being concerned about their health and wanting to do whatever they want to do you want to get any injection, wear 14 masks and a hazmat suit, you do all that. But you don't have the right to tell other people that they have to do it too because you're afraid. Um, and we need to kind of block this, this effort that government has been making to engage the private sector as their enforcement arm. Um, there are just so many, so many cases where the libertarian argument would be it's free association. If a business wants to require you to get a vaccination, that's okay. But what's really happening is the government is putting pressure on private industry to enforce these mandates for them. Um, so the libertarian argument gets blurred. Um, and I, I want to make 
I want to help educate people, make people aware of these things, give people some things to think about as to why this is a, a problem and to help encourage everyone to take steps to make sure that we all have the free choice to do what we want to do. I don't think this is the last time something like this will happen. Uh, I think you know, it was very successful and they'll try again. So what do you like about the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire and how does that fit into your, uh, your mission there? Uh, it's a great community. I mean, it all stems from the fact that New Hampshire, the Liberty community in New Hampshire is probably the best Liberty community anywhere in the world. Uh, and LPNH is just part of that. There's a lot of overlap um, between the LP members and people that aren't involved. Like Kevin was saying, he doesn't get involved heavily in politics. But there's a lot of overlap in the Liberty community. Uh, some people want to be involved in the LP. Some people want to be Liberty Republicans. I hear rumors there are Liberty Democrats out there. I don't know any, but I hear they're out there. Uh, and there, there are, are a few. Out there. Yeah, there are anarchists, homesteaders, um, business people. Uh, there's a whole broad swath of people that are involved and in interested in promoting liberty. And that community um, is so strong here that it's, it's not like anything you'll find anywhere else in the country or in the world. I chose the LP because I thought I could do something there, but it's not the only place to get involved. Yeah, no, you mentioned the Liberty Democrats. I've joked with people who have asked me, libertarians from other states, like, how can you work with Democrats? I'm like, well, it's New Hampshire. Some of our Democrats would be like radical Republicans in Massachusetts. Uh, so it's the whole big gambit and people you can work with. Like, they're, they're, it's a lot different of a place here in New Hampshire. And I think that's something you have kind of a unique experience with, um, not just from people we, we have people who move from all over the country but you're actively involved not just in the liberty movement here in new hampshire and the libertarian party in new hampshire but also in leadership in the more broad attempt at a national libertarian movement with the libertarian party national committee like what have you seen in your experience that sets new hampshire apart from everything else and what explains why we're having so much success pursuing liberty here in new hampshire while the national libertarian party and the liberty movement as a whole has kind of like floundered for 50 years i think it's it's hard to point to any one thing um beyond well i mean the the single big thing of course is the influence of the free state project and pulling in um libertarians from from all over you know the world for close to 20 years now. Um, that's given us a good base of, of people here. Um, it doesn't, it's not to downplay any of the libertarians anywhere else, uh, but we've got a focus that is bigger than just the LP here. And I think that energizes people in a way that people, libertarians in other states don't have to fall back on. Um, if we're ever feeling like we're not, making the progress we want as the LP here in New Hampshire. Our friends and neighbors are making great progress running as Republicans and introducing Liberty bills there. So it just, it's a, it's a good environment that's supportive of the whole idea of Liberty. And it gives us a strong grounding 
to fall back on. Other states don't have that. Um, and in fact, you know, it frequently comes up in LNC meetings and discussions how different um, New Hampshire is. I mean, in, in the legal world, my understanding is they have this concept of California law where it's like everything's different there and it's a special case. And New Hampshire is a special case of the Libertarian Party, uh, even at, at national. I mean, it's uh, we've had discussions on the LNC about libertarians in other countries, specifically asking questions about what's up with New Hampshire. Those guys seem different, um, and it's it's true with good cause. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a lot of cases, for sure. That's I mean, that's a that's a point that brought me to like the free state project as opposed to getting into like the LP was, you know, coming at things from like a historian, like a history teacher kind of perspective was, well, look at the history of this whole thing and reading Jason Soren's letter and the concept behind this and meeting the people who are actually here in New Hampshire doing stuff. It was, oh, look at how successful this is. Even if it's not candidates on the ground or any of that stuff, the community and the culture that's being built is something that I want to be a part of and I want to help build that up. And if some of those people run into politics or go and read bills for NHLA, like totally radical and cool, but like, I'm going to go throw a Frisbee or probably a football because I can't throw a Frisbee. Um, it's a nightmare. Uh, but like, you know, something like that is exactly what pulled me into New Hampshire. Well, I'm a native, but brought me over to the Free State Project and started coming to events and doing like stuff locally and more community based, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Dennis points out. Oh, I was going to say. Dennis points out. Even the National Democrats talk about how different New Hampshire is, and that's why they don't want to have their primary here anymore because it doesn't reflect the rest of the country at all. So and that's probably okay. as as a as a free stater. Why are you Why are you bothering with the National Libertarian Party or with the or even the the Libertarian Party in general? Isn't Isn't it like the Republican strategy and like New Hampshire only? My focus is definitely New Hampshire. And part of my reason for being involved with National um, is to support New Hampshire specifically and New England in general. I'm the Region 8. Um, I'm the alternate, but I'm, I'm a Region 8 representative. Region 8 is, is New England. So I am not, um, I'm not responsive to the board per se. I'm responsive to the Region 8 um, membership of the LP. I see. So my focus is very much New Hampshire secondarily, you know, when I'm, when I'm in my LNC role, it's, it's New England support, but my focus is always uh, New Hampshire first. Um, so that's, that's my involvement with national is to support New Hampshire and New England at the national so, level. And the goal would be to like direct their energy and attention and resources towards us rather than vice versa right to go sense, lobby right? Like, yeah to, to lobby for our interests um to support us when you know somebody makes <laughs> when somebody gets uh um when somebody wants to start throwing stones at new hampshire um you know to support our position and to explain that that we are doing things differently than a lot of states that we are we have a strong liberty focus. We're building a liberty culture. And so things will look different here than they will in New York, for instance, um, or California. Um, well, so that, 
Well, also yeah, that's that we're doing things different. Um, and like a lot of the things we're doing different are not even just culturally there as a matter of law, like the libertarian parties in some other States, the only recourse they have available to them to affect change is ballot initiatives or trying to run candidates for office. And, we don't have ballot initiatives here in New Hampshire, and there's some good arguments to say that's a good thing. And we have candidates who actually win elections. Uh, not We've had candidates who've won elections as libertarians and libertarian party members who win elections in other parties as well. So what do you see the role of LPNH in New Hampshire moving forward, finding its place in the larger liberty movement and how it can have a positive effect in tandem with the Republican Liberty Caucus, um, whatever Liberty Democrats we come across, NHLA, New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, AFP New Hampshire, all these other organizations as well. Like where does the LP fit in there and wh like what sets it apart? You know, it's a complicated question and it's one we talk about a lot. Um, there's the pragmatic argument that we should just ditch the LP and all become liberty republicans um and certainly some people are doing that i think it's very useful and positive though to have the libertarian party um, as a home for people that don't want to be part of the two big parties um, and still try to work politically we've you know as you mentioned we've had you know ballot <laughs> Ballot access uh, runs, as we just did, um, which we did not succeed at. And we're kind of evaluating that, doing a postmortem as to what we can and want to do differently. But I think the LP has a, has a strong role in a couple of areas. One is education and outreach. Um, Republicans are always going to have their view on, on political theory, so to speak that's different from libertarianism. So libertarians can, um, you know, try to educate and, and promote libertarian principles very in a very focused way that a liberty Republican can't. And there's a lot of benefit to that. People can um, engage, say we go out and do tabling at an event at say a state fair. Um, we can talk about pure libertarian principles uh, to people that may not ever have heard them before or had the chance to ask questions about certain things or just drill in a little deeper. They won't get that at a Republican table at the right. same event because the focus is going to be different. So there are educational opportunities um, that I think are very important. And it's also good to give people, like I mentioned earlier, that don't want to be part of either the two big parties a feeling of a political home that they can be part of where they can work. Some people are still very willing to work to get um, ballot access, to get us a place as a major party. Um, we may look at doing that differently, but I think there are a lot of people that want to be libertarian party members. They don't want to be part of any other party. So we don't want to give up on that. Uh, you know, the pragmatic approach is good, but the principled approach is also very important. Nice. Now, lip, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, Mark makes point like he'd love to see LPNH recruit and support candidates in nonpartisan town elections. Um, which I mean, doing stuff like that, it's almost like LPNH would just be acting as a pack, not even as a party, because they're nonpartisan mm-hmm. races without party labels, anyways. But what you're talking about, the education arm, the recruiting arm, and giving people a place to like kind of explore the more principled nuances and radical approaches to liberty, that could be the way to do it. Exactly. And, and yet, also and part of people running running for office, there are a lot of things that you need to know. And somebody that wants to run, someone that's a libertarian that wants to run, you know, in the scenario Mark's talking about, may not get support from the local Republican Party or the Democratic Party because they, they'll have their own candidates in mind. So we can help in that way too, helping them understand the process of filing and going through all the mechanics of, of running for office. So even though it's a nonpartisan race, if we have people who consider themselves libertarians that want to run, we can give them support that they might not be able to get from the other parties because the other parties will look at them as outsiders and challengers. I also will say it's great, you know, um, and this kind of goes to your point about having a place uh, that's not the Republican Party, the Democrat Party. And Dennis says here, I literally cannot attend Republican meetings and not a Republican tribe member. I've been to some uh, where it's like, you know, if you're if you're not into the woke stuff, but you're also not about like God and this country and my family and the police, um, you can just like talk about ideas with the libertarians. It's pretty nice. Right. Now, politics aside, Robley, like like your role with the Libertarian Party aside, what are you looking forward to most in the coming months or in 2023? What's your focus? Because uh, I know you're doing a bunch. Dennis has mentioned you're working uh, Pork Fest. We've got Liberty Forum come up. Like, what's on right. the agenda for you? And like, what are you excited for to help reach people with the message of liberty? Well, I'm, I mean, the, just kind of going chronologically, Liberty Forum is coming up, and I'm excited about that. That's, that's a good time. Uh, I'm not doing anything formally there. I'm just looking forward to attending and uh, and enjoying it. Uh, Porkfest is a different matter. This is the 20th anniversary of Porkfest. This is going to be big. Um, um, I I think this is an event that shouldn't be missed if you're a libertarian. No matter where you are in the world, you should make the uh, make the effort to get here. So I'm doing a, a couple of things. Uh, one, we've got a Liberty 101 uh, venue where we provide um, a series of uh, events. I don't want to call them lectures, talks, presentations about all the aspects of liberty, you know, the basics of liberty, um, you know, what is libertarianism, um, what is libertarian view on taxes, you know, how do you... Um, um, how do you engage in libertarian life, you know, agorism, you know, how do you do homesteading? How do you start, you know, libertarian focused businesses where you're engaged more in, in barter and local community kinds of um, trade. So it's just a a broad spectrum of, of events and talks and presentations uh, to give people who want to, kind of flesh out their understanding of libertarianism, the liberty philosophy, uh, you know, a, a set of tools or um, discussions that they can have to, it it's really spans a, a lot of different fields. We have um, 
in-depth economics. We have David Friedman, uh, Milton Friedman's son, um, doing presentations. You know, we have we have very high-end, you know, uh, credentialed people. And then on the other hand, we have people that are well-known in our community, but aren't well-known outside who who have farms and homesteads and are running successful businesses providing, uh, you know, uh, farm goods, CSAs. So we've got a whole spectrum of things that people can learn. Um, so Liberty 101 is very good for that. Um, this year, we're bringing in something new um, under the sponsorship of the Brownstone Institute, which um, is headed by Jeffrey Tucker. He wants to bring back the concept of the VIP tent, a more kind of upscale <laughs> salon uh, where people can, you know, where you can dress like Jeffrey Tucker. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Slap on a bow tie. Have good drinks. And, uh, but also talk about very in-depth, sophisticated libertarian, you know, things, you know, how, how Jeffrey is. He, um, he, he speaks uh, at a, at a very high level. Um, he's a very smart guy um, yeah. and uh, has done, he and Brownstone have done great work on COVID and he's got some new projects that he's working on that um, I don't know how much he's going to be talking about at Porkfest, but um, I think it's just going to be a good environment, different than the campground sort of, I'm sleeping on the ground in a tent sort of way. So um, that'll be a lot of fun, I think, if you're into that. I know that's not going to be everybody's um, jam at Porkfest, but you know, it might be a good uh, counterpoint to some of the things that are going on. It could be a good spot to send some younger, or you know, younger dudes or younger libertarians too. You know, with the more entry level stuff going on. The kids who spend all day arguing high level theory on uh, tw uh, Twitter and Discord. Here's your chance to get out at a real event and do it in person. Absolutely, Jeffrey Tucker, one of the best. So, oh yeah, if you can yeah. sit, if, I think if be you can get in there, too. Yeah, I mean, if you can get in in there with Jeffrey Tucker and David Friedman um, and uh, Gene Epstein, you know, that's a chance to meet some some big name, you know, libertarian people that um, you won't get very often, you know, to, if to you meet came, with if, them. Anymore. If he came to the Discord meetup last year, could have sat with David Friedman because he was there. <laughs> he was there, and he's very willing to engage with people. It's the great thing about oh, Porkfest. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Porkfest sounds fun. Everybody should definitely get your tickets for Porkfest. You can go to porkfest.com. Uh, I don't know how close they are to being sold out yet. I'm sure Dennis will tell us in the chat uh, because Dennis is always on top of keeping Porkfest getting bigger and better every single year. Uh, but definitely head over to porkfest.com. Get your tickets now. Um, it's going to sell out. It's going to be bigger than it was last year. It's going to be better. Uh, Dennis is reminding me, Discord is getting its own hub again this year at Porkfest. And oh, yeah. Join the Discord and help them uh, plan it and how you can get involved. And Kevin will pitch you on that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see me there every day. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it sounds like a really fun year. Um, the high level academic talks at Porkfest isn't really my jam at all. Uh, I'm there more for the party, the camping, and the community. We have Liberty Forum for the high level academic talks, but that's what one of the things that makes Porkfest so great is 
there is something going on for everybody at every time. It's like taking the entire FSB calendar and condensing it into one location. It's wild. Yeah, the whole year <laughs> yeah. in one week. Yeah. In one spot. I, I try to do a- academic during the day and then alcoholic during the night. And that's the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's the you Liberty Mullet. Cool. It's the Liberty you Mullet. Know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Liberty Mullet. I'm writing that down. That's oh, that's a is. thing. That's a thing. Oh, okay. Perfect. Business <laughs> in the front, party in the back. That's that's Absolutely. that's the best. And, way. and Dennis is pointing out too. There are literally 1,000 plus events at Porkfest. If you come, it's a week long, and yeah. there's, I mean, like a hundred over a hundred every single day. Yeah, there's more than a thousand. There's there's so many things going on from site to site, person to person. And unscheduled things that just pop up and exactly. just happen, you know, that you'd never be able to predict or guess or whatever. Just like Robley saying, like, oh, you get Gene Epstein and, you know, David Friedman. And um, I don't remember who the third economist you said was. Uh, oh, Je- and Jeffrey Tucker on the same room. And then you've got a question where you've been thinking, like, how, do, how does this work? We get to this point in the Austrian economics. Like, how does this? You just ask them, you know, throw, throw a monkey wrench in their, their tiny economic brains. <laughs> <laughs> That would be an epic moment. It is very cool if you could pull yeah. that off. Well, it's going to be super fun. Like I said, everybody check out porkfest.com. Uh, get your tickets for it today. It's coming up around the corner. Uh, also, right around the corner, we do have Liberty Forum, uh, which is great. I'm not involved with helping with Liberty Forum planning whatsoever this year, so I can't give you the pitch. I don't know who's going to be there, who the speakers are, but they're up. I'd give you a pitch. Yeah, I give you a pitch. We're gonna have um, all kinds of speakers. I actually have here. Let me. Pull, I have it like right in front of me. A list of all the speakers. So, uh, but it's gonna be showcasing a lot of New Hampshire people. We're gonna have all different authors. Justin O'Donnell's gonna be there giving a talk, I believe, or at least he's gonna be on an authors panel. We're gonna have Naomi Brockwell, um, Jeremy Kaufman, of course, Carla. We will have um, Jeffrey Tucker from the Brownstone Institute. We'll have Lucio, who is also from the Brownstone Institute. He's another great, great um, writer and, and thinker over there. We'll have um, Per. No, do we have Per Byland again this year? I'm not sure. I can't find this spreadsheet. So you're going to have to go to libertyforum.com, get your tickets. I'll be emceeing the whole event. So you'll Ooh. see me there. Um, I'll try to keep it, you know, appropriate and family friendly this time. No. <laughs> No pork fest jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah no, that wouldn't be a good move, man. I watched but your set at pork fest. Get your tickets; it'll be good. There's after parties and dinners with all the speakers. You can go and find, you know, um, all the different people who are there. Whether you're interested in, in economics or, or writing or um, homesteading, I think there's gonna be all kinds of stuff there. So go get your tickets. Check it out. Come yep. see us all. Awesome. It's going to be a good time. And those two big events right around the corner. So make sure you mark them down on your calendar. And if you just want to learn more about the Free State Project, head on to fsp.org. Learn more about the organization, what we do, how you can help. If you need to plan a visit to come meet us and meet your future neighbors and find your future home, go to fsp.org slash visit New Hampshire. Get in touch with Chris or Rebecca and they can help you plan your visit. uh, Get here to meet your future friends, your future neighbors and get yourself into your future community. And one final point, if you do want to learn more about Porkfest, come to Liberty Forum because you'll meet Dennis Pratt there, who will be the keynote speaker. But I can't believe I forgot <laughs> to mention it. He's been, he's been talking to us all episode, and he's the keynote speaker. He's, he's going to be, like, the guy. So yeah. come come meet him. Come talk to him. 
Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, it's a great time to p- visit New Hampshire. It really is. If you're thinking about moving and you're not here, Liberty Forum is really one of the best times to visit. A lot of people come and visit for Porkfest. And that's as amazing as Porkfest it is. It's not really the New Hampshire experience. Come in the winter. See us at our worst <laughs> with the weather uh, and meet us at our best with our community in Liberty Forum. So, do plan both. that visit. Do get both. here. Absolutely do both. And plan an extra week. Pass Liberty Forum. Stay. Get to know the state. Um, check out the FSP.org calendar for an event in your neighborhood all the time. Too many to do. You'll burn out if you try, but you can always find something every day of the week in uh, all over the state. It's the most jam-packed Liberty calendar in the world. And if you want to support the FSP's mission, go to FSP.org slash give. Do a one-time or recurring donation. Um, and remember, the FSP is a 501c3 charitable nonprofit, so your donation is tax-deductible. Uh, better to spend it here than to give it to Uncle Sam. Um, anything else, guys? Join the Discord. We are doing... Uh, Discord dinner and drinks after Liberty Forum. Discord hub at Porkfest. Discord is going full force. So hop over to Discord awesome. to talk to other internet people. And bringing the probably, internet to real life. Yeah, bringing the internet to real life. That is 100% <laughs> true. All right. Robley, anything you want to leave people on? No, I just want to say thanks, uh, you guys, for doing this and promoting New Hampshire and the Free State Project. And uh, thanks for having me on. Hey, well, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure. Uh, And until next time, everybody, stay free. Yeah, I don't believe in destiny. I just do what's best for me. Don't listen to my enemies. They're just full of jealousy. This legacy, you gon' see what's left of me. You gon' see success in me. You ain't seen the rest. Of I just me. wanna be the best at what I know. Better than the rest, just watch me grow. Put me to the test and watch me go. This is my quest, I'ma make it known. They call me obsessive, oh I know. Call me selective with my notes. Call me aggressive with my flow. Call me offensive, even though. Joe, I ain't gonna lie.